You are listening to episode 137 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget, you can support the show when you shop at Amazon. Simply go to the blog, click on the Amazon banner, then go about your purchase. It's that easy. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The pool's the casino. Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesar's Palace, is it? I want to gamble. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The Strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. That beta was a lot of fun. I had a blast. So for those of you that don't know, Brian, anybody who's listened to the show for a long period of time knows I practice, 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 and had the idea when Brian and I recorded last week's show to just throw a bait out there and we tweeted it literally about five minutes before we started recording and just that shadow I mean there were only like four or five people I think in the chat but just that shadow of what it was I'm like oh this is this is gonna be really really fun mm-hmm. so for those of you that don't know we will be recording and broadcasting the enhanced show live Saturday June 28th at 8 p.m. Central Time on Ustream you can find a link on our channel, on the blog, 360vegaspodcast.com, under our social media links. We will also post a link the day of the show. There's going to be a live chat during the show, and we will make the second of our promised big announcements during the live show. So I'm, I'm, it's going to be fun. I'm really looking forward to it. I had so much fun last week, and it's cool just, you know, it's it's fun interacting with people. Um, you know, you're, you're, you do the bulk of the news, obviously. Right. I just kind of lead you into everything. And so it's fun for me to kind of take an opportunity to, to dick around with the people in the chat. And, uh, yeah, and it should be fun. You were, a, you were a pro with the drop-ins. It was fantastic. Like I said before, you know, I just uh, I've enjoyed many other shows where people who have been using the same format that we're just now testing, they've been doing that for a long time. So it's just from observing them and seeing what they do with the, with the live chat and having, you know, they're, they're used to having people actively listening to them and watching them record live. So this kind of took some, uh, some pointers from them. So More of your natural skills on display. <laughs> you stop it. <laughs> You're making me bashful here. <laughs> I don't believe that has ever happened in the history of you. Yeah, that's true. I'm lying. <laughs> All right. Well, we got some random Vegas, and I'm particularly fond of this one. I thought you would be. Mark Fuller, the CEO and co-founder of Wet Design, worked for Disney for five years and created the Leapfrog Fountain at Epcot. Years later, he would design the Fountains of Bellagio. Mm-hmm. He also did the Fountain of Nations, which is when you go into Epcot, uh, when you go past the big geodes- uh, geosphere in the middle that is Spaceship Earth, yeah. there's a big fountain in the middle as oh, you're yeah. walking towards World Showcase. He also did that one. Nice. Yeah, it's Good not times. surprising because Wynn said day one when he came out that he, he wanted to mirror the excellence that that Disney had kind of uh, had a history of doing and the fact that he tapped a guy from uh, Imagineering 
it's not surprising at all. No, not at all. I read a book about the Fountains of Bellagio. They literally invented fucking technology to do that thing. I know. It's amazing. We'll need to do maybe like a small vintage or some bonus round piece on, on that. That'll be fun. That, mark, mark, mark that down on your to-do list. <laughs> I'll do that. You might actually be able to contribute to that because you just happen to know a lot of uh, information regarding Disney Imagineers. I have some tasty tidbits See? of information that I might be able to drop and bestow upon me. Now I'm excited. <laughs> Love any time you drop something on me. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And how about the Vegas Mate Review of the Week? This week's review is Danny Ocean's June 17th review of Rose Rabbit Lie at Cosmopolitan. Gave it five out of five chips. I don't think that's really... I was just going to say that's not his fucking name. He's a liar. No. Anyway, uh, the so-called Danny Ocean said, This is a must-visit, a great atmosphere in space along with some fantastic food. We tried the beef stroganoff, sea bass, Brussels sprouts, heirloom tomatoes, seasonal veggies. All small plates and a great way to try multiple items. Good cocktail menu, desserts, and entertainment makes this speakeasy a must. This will be a must-visit for my wife and I each trip to Vegas. I keep hearing this. The same thing with absinthe. I keep hearing this, and I think it's just the inherent wackiness out of nowhere that I'm like I just know I'm going to get stuck in that situation where some mime like fucking guy corners me into interacting with him and I'm going to mm -hmm. fucking lose it so I hate I, I think we mentioned this last week I hate any sort of forced audience participation yes, or anything absolutely if I'm going to do something it's going to be of my own will you know I don't want to be told or coerced into doing something you know it's it's just gotta it's gotta happen i'm not that uh, outgoing you know i'm not a big fan of of any kind of forced participation in almost anything like i think about some trainings that i've gone to and anytime they're like so what happens when we do this anybody anybody like you know what we have a finite amount of time why don't you just fucking tell me what it is and then i'll learn it yeah maybe i don't know and i just want you to tell me and that's why i'm here thank you for the awkward silence can we move along yeah. please this really sucks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's going to do it for the review of the week. Let's go to the topic of the week. This week's winner comes to us from at Sal277 for a picture of Caesar's Palace that reinforces why, after all these years, she is still such an icon. It's a POV shot of the Augustus Tower taken from inside the Garden of the Gods pool. The pictures give you the feeling that I know Jay Sarno wanted you to have, which is just over-the-top elegance. I mean, just towering above you and... Well, we've said it many times, we aren't fans of the layout as multiple expansion over the years has created the worst casino labyrinth in Vegas. The aesthetic is always a delight to, to behold. And I, I kind of feel a bit of a kinship with the architects on this because often my junk has been referred to as a delight to behold, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> I think Caesars shows that not only... <laughs> Not only is the Vegas theme a good idea, it may give a distinct advantage to a property <laughs> in, in regards to staying power in Vegas. A tongue-in-cheek... Speaking of staying power and something to behold. <laughs> a tongue-in-cheek reference to the phrase live long and pro... You, I just, I slayed you with that. <laughs> It was just so off the cuff. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Sometimes I am funny. <laughs> no, you very much. You very often are. Thank you. Some don't agree, but <laughs> <laughs> they can fuck off. <laughs> it's, it's so others have said as well. <laughs> yes. 
anyway. A tongue-in-cheek reference to the phrase live long and prosper adorns the overhead entrance to the Augustus Tower disguised in Latin lettering. Or is it simply intended to be a proud proclamation that the theme and resort have done so while others have fallen around them only to be rebuilt in an attempt to continue to compete with them? It's such a simple shot at something that I, I'm pretty sure we've all seen before. It's one of the things I once again love about Vegas photography is something that you've seen a hundred times now is either properly captured or captured in a slightly different light and, and it almost makes it new for you or at least it reinforces it and kind of takes you right there. I, I love the uh, disguised in Latin lettering. <laughs> it's like the letters are clinging on the wall. Quick, go Latin. No one knows Latin. <laughs> go Latin. Quickly. We must blend in. <laughs> you need one of those old Transformer uh, red covers so you can read it. You got to hold it over. Yeah. It. <laughs> <laughs> it is a great picture. And as always, we'll link to it on our blog. We'll put it on our Flickr and Pinterest pages, feature it on our Facebook and Google Plus pages, Twitter header, as well as the enhanced version of the show you are likely enjoying right now. All right, with all that out of the way, let's get to the news. All right, we've got a robust piece to open the news segment with this week, and that is the Stuart Chronicles. Yes, Stuart Poynier is a longtime listener that we have affectionately referred to as Prop Stew on the show for his dislike of this segment known as Prop Bets, or at least the he title. Loves he loves it. He <laughs> really loves he, it. He does. However, our relationship with Stu has evolved far beyond playful teasing. Stu not only... <laughs> it's, gone, it's moved on to touching and other things. That's right. Gentle caressing, and mm. deep tissue massages. Lotions and oils, etc. That's et right. Exotic lotions. <laughs> <laughs> but Stu not only enjoys Vegas, but casinos all over the world. Sharing a love for the both, he and I have had extended conversations via email about his various adventures, complete with photos. In his most recent trip, he shared with me his experiences with his room at Cromwell, a meal at Giada's, the High Roller Observation Wheel, and Dre's rooftop day club, nightclub. I enjoyed these updates and pictures so much, the idea finally came to me that listeners might also like to enjoy Stuart's unique point of view. So we are partnering with Stu to bring you Stuart Chronicles. This will be a series of blog posts simply sharing his pictures, videos, and thoughts. You'll be able to find them both on the 360VegasPodcast.com blog, as well as the section of the blog titled Vicarious Vegas. We can't thank Stuart enough for allowing us to share these with you, and we hope you enjoy them as much as we do. So, as we alluded to earlier, the first post was about Cromwell, Gaddis, and High Rollers, and here's just a, a few excerpts from that post. The Cromwell is just like being at Cosmopolitan. The similarities are uncanny, including impractical little touches like a backgammon game coffee table. One thing to be aware of is it is nearly impossible to avoid the noise from Dre's rooftop nightclub. Even earplugs didn't help because it didn't stop the vibration of the bass. The problem is Dre's noise permeates as far as the Bellagio rooms, which Jesus. is where his home base is for this trip. That blows my mind. I can't fathom if it, if it radiates over there, what is it like to be in the Flamingo or Bally's? I'm sure it's uh, awful. Ugh. Now, he said, Giada's is very well laid out. It's bright and fresh looking. However, the food was nothing exceptional. And while the staff was very friendly, the service clearly needs some improving, as most new places have. Mm -hmm. And lastly, the High Roller, despite skeptical expectations, it's an enjoyable experience. and does have a great view of the strip. However, the non-strip view is quite dull. 
It does appear that they are having trouble getting people on the ride as pods didn't appear to have any more than a max of six people on them and those can hold up to 40 people. It's something you could do and enjoy every two or three years, but there it is. He gave us some really great photos and pictures of all this. Like I said, it's on the blog, it's on our Flickr page, including the videos. It's good stuff. I can't believe it took me this long to figure it out, but those are literally quotes from his emails. That, that's, that's how well, just in an email, he, he, how articulate he is. Very well documented. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, let's move on to some other information in Vegas regarding the floods over at Link. <laughs> right now, this last Saturday, June 14th, Link was forced to close when a water main broke under the main thoroughfare, causing ankle-high flooding. The ankle-high flooding. Yeah. you got to watch out for that. That's right. You do. <laughs> It'll take you down if you're not ready for it. <laughs> While the water was discolored, it didn't appear or smell of sewage. My <laughs> <laughs> Whew, that's a relief. Right. Good filters. <laughs> doesn't smell like shit out here, so we should be good. <laughs> hey, just pull up those waiters, babies. Let's go. <laughs> good thing I wore my flip-flops. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now, most of the shops reopened the following morning, but a few required more time to fix the water damage. The biggest victim of the flood was the Boulevard Cocktail Company, a place that, if it was open, showed no signs of it while we were there. They reopened this last Tuesday, June 17th. Representatives informed that it will take up to two weeks to repair the damage done to the Main Street walkway and have directed people to walk on the sidewalks just outside the shops until repairs are done. The flooding did not affect operations at the Quad or Flamingo. I don't understand okay. plumbing, so. <laughs> yeah, I don't know a thing about it. As long as it's not raw sewage pouring out onto people's feet and legs and et cetera, yeah. it sucks, but I don't know. What, what else are you going to say about it? There's the water there, get rid of it. Yeah, there's a lot of things I can't wrap my head around, like like how you can knock a wall out and change, you know, and make it make a bigger room in your home, or how plumbing works. Like, there's so many things that are just like, it works, and there's people who know how to make it work, so I'll just go with that. Yep. They'll figure it out. They'll get it fixed. Right. This is why I have money, to give you it's to a, do it. It's a done deal. Right. All right. Uh, let's move on. Plaza continues to blah. Vital Vegas reported that three years after they reopened their property post a large remodeling project, that Plaza has still been unable to find their footing. The property's mini golf, piano, bar, swingers club failed shortly after they opened and has since been reconceptualized multiple times with the same results, the most recent failure being the Z-Bar. It took luring Louis Anderson away from the Palace Station to finally get people into their renovated theater after multiple shows failed to do so. A digital poker room, various restaurants, and even a salon with women in lingerie haven't been able to catch the attention of crowds. To further complicate things, Plaza has discontinued their relationship with the Fremont Street experience because their latest attraction, Slotzilla and their Fremont Street West stage, have obscured one of Plaza's most valuable assets, the view of Fremont Street. But the encouraging thing about Plaza is they keep trying. I mean, they, they keep failing, but they keep trying. They almost landed a minor league hockey team that they were going to place right on the roof. They've recently, or will recently, add a beer garden to their dining lounge offerings. <laughs> and I don't understand the logistics of this, but a beef jerky store will replace the salon. And while it hasn't... <laughs> I think it's a dramatic upgrade. Right. right. <laughs> they both involve various seasoned beef. Right. Mm, it's, yes. Salivatable. <laughs> And while it hasn't been confirmed, <laughs> several developments continue to add fuel to the rumor that the Tamaris Group, owners of both the Plaza and Las Vegas Club, will convert the Las Vegas Club Casino into a CVS Walgreens and the hotel into condo apartments. 
I don't give a shit about any of this, Mark. No. <laughs> nope, don't care. Not I, at all. I, I am mildly interested in this Vegas Club thing only because, from my understanding, there's still some housing issues with the people that work at Zappos that even the, the homes that are available around their, their work area are a little bit out of their price range. So I, I'm interested if they aren't directly trying to tap into that market because you've got, you've got people looking for homes or apartments. So I, I don't know. I think it'd be interesting. Now, think about how many years Caesars allowed Imperial Palace and Bill's Gambling Hall to fall into, disres into disrepair. I mean, hell. Well, and, and disrespect. Right. It took Kirk Kerkorian protege Alex Yuminigen to save Tropicana. So I agree, Plaza seems to keep making misstep after misstep, but as long as they keep trying to move forward, I, I think it's encouraging. Yep, there it is. <laughs> what he said. <laughs> Don't care, sticking with that story and moving on. Unless you have more to add, of course. No, I do not. I wrote that pretty good. If okay, I say good. So myself. Hey, that's great. All right. Uh, less Legends in concert. Yeah, Legends in concert at Flamingo will be without their Elvis act starting June 30th. Now, the production clarified that this was just a summer vacation for the act. It will return in September. But some have speculated that it's a cost-cutting measure because Elvis impersonators tend to get paid upwards of $10,000 more per month than other tribute artists. It's interesting that they don't have an understudy for something like that, but I guess, I guess a tribute act or something. I, I, I don't know. Ten thousand dollars a month doesn't seem like that big of a cost, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I'd have to. I guess we'd have to know whether or not that that entertainment opportunity, whether or not it's profitable for Flamingo or not. But it is weird. Like it would have been better if they said, "Oh, he's going on tour or something," but it's like, "Yeah, he's taking a three-month vacation during the summer." Like what? School's out. I guess. Yep. Well, knowing more information, it's kind of hard to really gauge whether or not it's, I don't know. If it's, if they get paid that much more because they're a bigger draw, then you would think that they'd want to have them all year round. Exactly. There's a reason they get paid more money. Yeah, right. Exactly. All right. Let's move on to our next story. Uh, more Fremont Street restrictions have been announced. Yeah, this is kind of a follow-up on, on last week's story. Continuing mm -hmm. their quest to calm the chaotic seas of the downtown Vegas area, its city council announced another new law to help in their fight. They're trying to deter the skull fucking. <laughs> Which I, I, I think is a travesty, all right? It is a unique opportunity. Uh, you know, there's a place for that sort of thing, and it's called Fremont Street. Right. <laughs> we need to take the neon down next? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> anyway, it is now illegal to consume alcoholic beverages from their original containers, regardless if they are glass, can, aluminum, or plastic. The point of this is to help police enforce a rule that says it's illegal to consume alcoholic beverages purchased at package stores, a.k.a. Walgreens, CVS, stuff like that, within a 1,000 feet of that location. Now, this is weird. It, it is, and I kind of get it, but I've, I've got thoughts on this. This has been in place for some time, but has been very hard to institute because it's difficult to determine where the drink was purchased. So now... Expect to be stopped whenever you attempt to move from one property to another with an open container. You'll now be required to transfer said drink into plastic cups. If you get caught in violation, the first fine will run you 250, the second 500. The law is in effect now, and interestingly enough, remember all those new laws we announced a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, they're all being challenged in court. <laughs> I'm gonna just bring a canteen with you. Yeah, like I, with the strap. You know, I, I get what they're doing here, and I see how this could help, but there's something excessively cool about getting a beverage, and that beverage that you received, you just wander wherever the hell you want to with it. 
I, yeah, I don't know I like what. It. I think it's cool. Yeah, I don't know what it is. The idea of transferring it to another th vessel, I, I just, I don't know. It seems to take some of the specialness out. You know what it does? It kind of changes it from like how unique Vegas is with with all these open container laws and being at a keg party. Like who the fuck doesn't have something in a plastic cup? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But there you go. Yeah. I don't know. I like that. I, I really enjoy being able to just grab a drink, walk down the street, I totally go to the agree. next place. Yeah. I mean, that's fun. I, I don't know what it is. It's so stupid and simple, but it, it, it is cool. Yep. But like I said, I, I said it last week. I'll say it again. You're having issues in Fremont Street because there's too many pieces of shit walking around down there. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, while you have um, advantageous, uh, I guess it's not really advantageous, while you are more player friendly in your gaming limits and you've got you know, a more of a, of a bargain price product, you're gonna draw those people down there. And, and I mean, to your point, it's there's limiting their alcohol consumption. I really don't think is is how we're gonna fix this. You just literally have loads of pieces of shit getting hammered one way or another, mm -hmm. and then getting into yeah. fights. That's all there is to it. Yeah, that's it. It's simple. Yep. All right. Well, let's move on. Uh... <laughs> Shut downtown grand information. We've got it for you. <laughs> I have to give credit to at Matthew in UK1 for that title. I normally don't get into puns, but that was hilarious. Thank uh, you, Matthew in UK1. Yes. This was his suggestion on Twitter for a rebranding of the property, considering the news from Vital Vegas that downtown is downsizing. With their inability to capture a significant piece of the downtown market, downtown grand has decided to cut costs. Three specific instances of cost-cutting are some new hours of operation. The commissary now closes at 3 p.m. It was originally supposed to have an after-hours club of sorts named Commissary After Dark. <laughs> the mob bar... That's funny to me. <laughs> Failure is amusing. <laughs> no, just the name Commissary After Dark. It's, yeah. like, it's like your patrol route if you are security in a prison. <laughs> hey, you've got Commissary After Dark. Got it. Thanks. They're trying to escape again, so we'll keep your eyes peeled. There you go. They're tunneling. <laughs> They're tunneling. <laughs> the Mob Bar, formerly located across the street from downtown Grand, they relocated into the property on the northwest corner across the street from the Mob Museum. It's now only open on Friday and Saturday from 5 p.m. until late. And the 24-hour spread deli in the sportsbook now closes at 8 p.m. Anytime an industry that's primary business is selling an experience starts downsizing, it's never a good sign. However, it's been happening all over Vegas. So hopefully this is just a recalibration of their needs and not the white flag that it appears to be. I'll just keep our eyes out for something for more information on that. It's a cute space. I, I, I feel bad for them not being able to, to draw attention there. I, I, I don't know what it is that they need. My only thought is... There's better places elsewhere in Vegas. There is, and, and that's that's my guess. Lady Luck has been closed for so long; it, it's almost like you you don't know they're open. Yeah, there's some lights down there, but there's lights all over the fucking place on Fremont. So you have people that I mean, this is just the basic fundamental principle of it all: is that you know you've got places that are friendly to locals, and you've got places that are friendly to Vegas enthusiasts like yourself, mm -hmm. and places that have been around for a long time, so they have you know, sentimental value to people who have been going to Vegas for a long time. But most people, like me, you know, when you go to Vegas, you're going to go to the big properties on the Strip because that's all you know or that's all you care about. And that's why places like Downtown Grand are struggling. No, you're absolutely right. It's it's You have to think of the Downtown Grand or the Downtown Grand needs to think of themselves the same way the Palms, the Rio, the Hard Rock think of themselves where we have to come up with an exceptionally interesting product to get people here because yep. why else am I going to make the effort? I can literally just walk, you know, a couple, on Fremont, literally just a couple feet 
you know, and you're at another place. Whereas with the strip, it, it's yeah, you need to provide something exceptional. I just don't think they've found it yet. Exceptional or unique, special. Yeah. You know, you have to differentiate yourself. If you're just going to be a smaller, you know, watered down version of what people really are going to Vegas for anyway, then you're just not going to get the foot traffic that you need. Yep. Simple. All right. That was my Captain Obvious moment for the day. <laughs> we've got our final piece, and that is with the Harmon deconstruction. Yeah. One of the multiple things we forgot to mention during our last trip to Vegas was that the scaffolding has been erected over the pedestrian bridge <laughs> in, <laughs> in preparation for the dismantling of the Harmon Tower at City Center. Now, for those of you that aren't aware, the Harmon Hotel at City Center never opened due to structural weaknesses in the building that were determined to be significant enough that the building could collapse if an earthquake were to occur. Now, or for no reason at all. <laughs> just, it was lazy. Like, I don't feel like getting out. Spontaneous collapse. Right. The builders claim the issue was in the design, and the two have been in court about it ever since. But uh, We've been talking about this forever. Like, as soon as they... As a matter of fact, I think... This was one of the first stories in episode one. Mm, yep. Yeah. It feels like it's been that long since we started talking about it. Yeah, it really has. Uh, it was determined that an implosion would be too risky considering its close proximity to not only Cosmopolitan and the Crystals, but the pedestrian walkway. Instead, they will slowly dismantle the whole thing. You can now see sections of the structure with the glass removed, and depending on the time of day, you can actually hear them shatter the glass. MGM sunk $280 million into building the Harmon before they shut it down, and that was 20 floors short of the original plan. It's expected to take a year to complete and at a cost of $11.5 million to take it down. Still no word on what they plan to do with the space once the Harmon is gone. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> right. It would have been pretty cool. That's a nice uh, property that they would have... Uh, built on there. It, it would have been the same concept as, as Cosmopolitan, just right yep. up on the strip. I, I know originally it was only meant to be condos or hotel rooms or whatever, but considering, I think it was the one group that was going to, the light group, yeah. some, somebody was going to I think it was the one it. group. That seems to ring a bell. Yeah. yeah, somebody was going to run it, and you have to believe at some point, being that their their primary industry is, is nightlife, that they would have come up with something that would have drawn crowds. Yeah, the lo lo location is fantastic. Absolutely, but, yeah. yeah. It's, it's too bad. Too bad. All right, well, that's going to do it for the news. Now we've got prop bets for you. For those of you unfamiliar with prop bets, just the extension of the news segment, uh, bits and pieces of information we felt were good enough to share with you. Uh, starting off this week, Vital Vegas is reporting that High Roller is already having attendance issues, kind of echoing what Stu uh, was mentioning earlier. At times during the day, the observation wheel will only have 20 to 30 riders on a wheel that can accommodate 1,100. Do you think it's price or lack of interest? Both. Really? I think it's too expensive for something that's just only mildly interesting. I, I can't disagree with you. I mean, you're talking about a guy that every time I go to Vegas, I have a laundry list of things that I want to experience, and I forgot to do this one. Yeah. The, I mean, it's largest, new, too, yeah. so it's not it's not going to be on the list. I mean, well, let me let me backtrack a little bit. It being brand new, you would think it might be. It would be on your list, but it's not something that you're like, ah, it, it's kind of lower down on the list because, yes, I want to do it because it's new. Uh, but at the same time, there's other things I'd rather be doing. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Yep. It has been confirmed that IGT, one of the largest slot manufacturers and video poker titan, is for sale. In a statement, they said they are looking at multiple ways to improve their financial situation, including selling the company, but that is not the only alternative they are looking at. Once the news came out, stock prices went up 10.5%. Several tech and gaming companies have expressed interest. SLS Vegas announced that they are ahead of schedule, and as a result, they will open their property earlier than previously announced. 
Now they will open on August 23rd at midnight. That never happens in Vegas. No. <laughs> it's usually way, way late. Right, yeah. Multiple rescheduled grand openings. Yeah. I mean, years sometimes. Right. Or never. <laughs> there you go, Skyview. Yep. Vegas Eater is reporting that Aria will close their city bar to undergo a $2.6 million makeover. No details on what they have planned were shared. Aria will also close Michael Mina's American Fish Restaurant on Tuesday, July 1st, and will replace it with Michael Mina's Brassier. Or brass, Brasserie? I always fuck Bra this Bra up. Brassier. Brassier. It's a, it's a concept that he is calling Bardot, and it will be a French restaurant. It's either Brassier or Brassier, like Brassier. as if it should have an H in there after uh -huh. the S, but doesn't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't speak that fancy pants French talk. That's right. The Neon Museum announced this week that they are currently working on restoring the Liberace Museum. No word on what they will do with it once the restoration is complete. Vince Neal has won approval from the AFL to bring arena football back to Las Vegas. <laughs> the team will start. I love uh, arena football. Do you ever watch uh, it? I don't like it. No. The team will start playing in the 2015 season. No word on where they will play or what they will be named. All right. Well, that's going to do it for news and prop bets. Let's move on to playing Vegas. Time for Playing Vegas, segment of our show where we share with you upcoming performances and entertainment opportunities occurring in the next week in Vegas. On Tuesday, Three Doors Down is performing at the Third Stage Street at the Fremont Street Experience. Show starts at 9 p.m. Admission is free. Thursday, Graceland Ninjas are performing at the House of Blues at Mandalay Bay. Show is going to start at 8.30. Tickets start at $13. Container Park is showing National Lampoon's Vacation. Show uh -huh, rape night. Yes. Show <laughs> It's, they should rebrand it, Brian. I don't know why they're not doing it. <laughs> uh, the show starts at 9 p.m. Admission is free and only available to adults over 21. Feel free to bring your own lawn chairs or blankets. And lastly, Purple Rain, the Prince Tribute Act, has returned to the D starting Thursday, June 26th. Their show is going to start at 10.30. Tickets start at $43. On Saturday, Craftwork 3D is at the Chelsea at Cosmopolitan. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets will start at $54. And also for Saturday, 311 is performing at Mandalay Beach. Show starts at 9 p.m. Tickets will start at $57. And on Sunday, Rita Rudner is performing at the Venetian. Her show is going to start at 8.30. Tickets start at $88. All right, that's going to do it for Playing Vegas. Let's move on to coming attractions. Much like playing Vegas, coming attractions are entertainment opportunities outside of the normal residencies, uh, but will be occurring in the future. We've got Darius Rucker performing at the joint at Hard Rock on Saturday, October the 18th. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets will start at 45 bucks. The Molly Ringwalds are performing at the House of Blues at Mandalay Bay Friday, September 12th. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets start at $19. Aziz Ansari, the Indian guy from Parks and Rec, is performing at Mandalay Bay on Saturday, October 4th. Show starts at 9 p.m. Tickets start at $42. Wolfmother is performing at the Boulevard Pool at Cosmopolitan Friday, July 25th. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets start at $30. Joe Rogan is performing at the Mirage on Friday, August 29th. Show starts at 10 p.m. Tickets will start at $63. Al Pacino will perform at the Mirage Saturday, August 16th. Show's going to start at 7.30. Tickets start at 189. The fuck is he going to perform? I have no idea. My guess is it's just going to be the stories of the movies he was in kind of thing. I don't know. 
Sounds boring for 200 bucks almost. I would have to agree with you. Uh, finally, Kenny Loggins is performing at the Orleans on Saturday and Sunday, July 5th and 6th. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets will begin at $60. I wonder if Archer hasn't improved his uh, his attendance and his concerts around. <laughs> I can't. I don't even know what that means. He, so. he references Danger Zone fucking constantly in, uh-huh. in, in the show. So I've only watched a handful of episodes, and I did try it. I did go I back did. a couple of times. I, I made an honest effort you for did. you. Yep, and I appreciate it. Yep. So, but I still don't know what that means. So, <laughs> uh, don't forget, you can find links to purchase tickets to these and all the artists who report on our coming attractions calendar on the blog. All right, let's check the river. All right, for listener feedback, we've got some emails for you. The first is from Prop Stu. Why don't you take this one, Mark? Yeah, Prop Stu wrote us this, obviously, just before he got there, so this is what he said. I have my first Vegas trip of the year next week. My mother and her live-in lover, okay, well, they're both 84, so probably live-in tea maker is a better description. But I have double booked myself on Tuesday at the Cromwell, Bellagio, for the whole week. So I'll send you some pictures and thoughts on the room. Plus, we are dining at Giada's, so I can tell you definitely how they pronounce it. He actually said it's a soft G, like Jihad. (laughs) And that's what I've been telling you, too, but I just let you uh, do your thing. That's good. That's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He says, I don't know what else we will do. I fancy El Loco. I love roller coasters and perhaps a reworked Jubilee. We are seeing Celine, as it is a stunning show, even if you can't stand her mannerisms. Mom wants to see... It's not her mannerism, Stu. It's her face. Yeah, her the chest, whole the whole face. Chest thumping, narrow facedness. Yeah, don't like it. It's not. It's not for me. No, it's, it's no. It's not for. Actually, I guess it's for a lot of people. She just broke Elvis' record a little while ago. Although Elvis set that record in, I think it was four years, five years, and it took her eleven. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he said, "Mom wants to see the comedy pet show at V Theater." Based on my reviews, uh, I will be satisfied with the Pensioners show that will never be far from me. And then that led into. Stewart Chronicles. <laughs> yes, yes. I can tell. I yeah, can tell. It's good Thank stuff. you, Prop Stu, for everything you do for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got another, actually, all of these, pretty much all of these. Why don't you just take every one of these emails, Mark? Yeah, fuck you. You're joining in here, handsome. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, our next email is from Eric Testa, who uh, wrote, you guys are cracking me up on this week's show, which is the trip report that I wasn't a part of. Uh, sounds like you were looking for pronunciation help. It's literally, Jesse, and I didn't listen to the show, obviously. So it, he said it's literally just H-O, which means made in Vegas. Oh, I see. What, okay. Yeah, I we, see where, we I kind of see where this is coming yeah, from. Yeah, we were calling it Hecho or whatever. This Hecho, Mexican yeah. Restaurant. H-O. It's literally pronounced H-O. Yeah, Spanish. That's yeah, clever. Well, welcome to Spanish. Right. <laughs> welcome to Spanish 101. Well, there it is. I've been schooled. Yes, you have been educated. <laughs> right. Best Vegas podcast, hands down. Don't ever stop. We, we, we won't stop and we don't stop. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I told you that we won't stop. I thought I told you that we won't stop. Yeah, just like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, thanks for the email, Eric. That's cool, even though it didn't have anything to do with me, but it had to do with my good friends Mark and Karen, and that means a lot. There you go. Next up, we got an email from Kurt Rickoff. Really enjoying listening to your recent trip report on the podcast. I find it funny slash ironic that you both remind me of my wife and I and our respective enjoyment of Vegas. I'm like Mark, read about Vegas every day, listen to podcasts about Vegas each week, basically indulging in Vegas at every opportunity. 
listening to Mark describe his enjoyment of just walking around and absorbing Vegas sounds just like me. I could do that every day we are there, and normally I do. My wife is like Karen. She really enjoys Vegas, but not to the same obsession that I do. But listening to your most recent podcast of your trip really hit home with the similarities. It is obvious, Karen's voice and her dialogue, how much she enjoys your trip and how she truly loves Vegas. Again, I noticed this in my wife shortly after coming home from a trip. More interest and excitement, but it seems to diminish more than mine does over time. We were lucky enough to be there twice last fall, September for fun with friends and November for business. Great time both trips. Of course, it's Vegas, so duh. Staying at Aria in September, fell in love with the place. Very nice, but not stuffy. Never had the desire to stay there after visiting a few times, but after staying there, really like it. Stayed at MGM in November, very nice, but as you discussed, it's huge and a long walk anywhere, especially since our meeting was at Caesars. I need to get better at submitting reviews on Vegas Made as well. I could do a bunch just from last fall. By the way, we ate at Nacho Daddy as well and really liked it too. Really glad you had a good time. Love your show. Appreciate all the info. We certainly have to support you via Amazon next time or more directly. Looking forward to hear more about 360 Vegas Vacation Part 2. Would give anything to be there. Take care. Keep up the great work. Since you didn't listen to that show, I just realized this. We ate at Nacho Daddy, Brian, and it was fucking everything I hoped it would be. Really? Was it good? Oh, it was ridiculous. They had buffalo huh. chicken nachos. They had uh, uh, cheeseburger nachos, like spicy shrimp nachos. It was ama- Brian, everything should be on nachos, I've learned. Uh, they're good. They're a great vessel for toppings and other things. It is. I hope we're able to go to Vegas together at some point so we can enjoy I'd really like thing. to. The child makes things a little bit complicated. The discussion <laughs> of a second child also complicates things for the future, but... Um, not being in school makes things a little bit easier. It's just juggling around things and already planned trips and other things, et cetera, et cetera. So we'll, we'll see. I mean, the desire is obviously there. You know that. Yeah, yeah. I, I never don't want to go, but it's just finding uh, an opportunity. Well, if no one else understands, I do, Brian. And, and any of these people that listen to the show that don't get it, they can go fuck themselves. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> Wholeheartedly. <laughs> All right. We had another email. Uh, this one uh, from a long-time listener, English Shekel. Inga wrote, Hi, Mark. Was very surprised to hear that you don't play Max Coins on video poker. Do you still get comp drinks? I'm actually glad I'm reading this because I've got a few things to say about this shit. I thought most places require Max Coins on quarters, by the way. The reason the rest of us do is that all VP books uh, and teaching tools advise you to play Max Coins, usually due to progressives. Also, once I couldn't get a quarter machine, I was playing dollars. Oh, my God, playing dollars. But only two instead of five, and the pay tables were definitely worse at lesser coins, uh, which surprised me. I've got some thoughts on this, too, but why don't you start Go ahead. Off? No, you go ahead. Oh, well, the, we Karen and I primarily play double-double bonus poker, which the only advantage to betting one coin, two coin, max bet, whatever, is if you hit the royal flush. That's the only time that you get paid more if you're playing max bet. Everything else is proportionate to what you're betting. So what you're betting, right. why exactly. would I bet max on the thing that I will more than likely only hit about four times in my entire life? The amount of bankroll I'd have to run through to hit the... It's just... I've, I've said it before, and I know some listeners have, have either hated or enjoyed it very much, that I am not a gambler. I play games for fun. I, I enjoy casino games, so that's, that's why we don't do it. But I definitely understand her point of view. There are certain games where it doesn't make sense to not bet max, but this is, this is not one of those scenarios, at least the game we play. And I'm going to touch a little bit on the second part of that message or her, her email to us, which was uh, wondering about the comp drinks. 
it depends on where you go. Um, yes, like yeah. at Cosmopolitan, for example, uh, I was uh, unknowingly playing one coin on quarter video poker that one time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were just, hey, what can we get you? You know, like their service at Book and Stage was just absolutely phenomenal. Always has been every time we've been there. Yep. Um, and I was just playing one coin. It didn't matter. And then we go over to Heart Bar at Planet Hollywood and yes. they were fucking dicks. Yeah. Oh my God, that was awful. It makes me not want to go back to that video poker bar ever again. Oh, I totally agree with you. It, not only did they make us play max bet, which it's fine. I get that. You know, it's like, listen, we're this is the best we're going to be able to get drinks. You're just going to feed them to us. We're right here. So yeah. I get that a little bit. But at the same time, like, they weren't just wanting us to bet max bet. They wanted us to play fast. Like, I think they literally yeah. told one of us, you got to play faster. you got to play faster if you want contracts. Yeah, it was, it was a bad experience. It really was. That was that, yeah, that, that's, that's what I wanted to say about that. It just depends on where you go. Some places are really cool, mm-hmm. really laid back, don't give a shit. They just want you to be, enjoy your time. Uh, other places, they've got tight rules, and I'm sure that's being handed down from on high. But uh, See, yeah. one thing that I've always felt bad for about those, those bartenders is if, if – they want you betting at least a buck because that's that's the that's what they always tell you. You don't have to play max bet, you but you at least have to bet four coins, which is a buck mm-hmm. a hand. If yeah. that's the case, why do you even set up quarter there? Why don't you just make the minimum a dollar? That way, yeah. you're not making your guys do extra work. You can set the the table here, so they're doing exactly what you want. I think it's because seeing twenty five cents on the machine is much less intimidating than seeing a one dollar mark. Yeah. That's just my my thought on it. Just the psych the the psychology behind seeing one dollar versus twenty five cents. Oh, twenty five cents. That's not a big deal. Right. And you think about playing multiple. It's you know it comes out to be the same thing in the end. Right. But uh, just actually seeing it. 25 cents versus a dollar i think that that plays with the mind a little bit that's just my guess no i i totally understand your point and our last email is from james jones he writes i'm in the middle of listening to your show i heard you talking about the downtown grand Uh i sent you a couple of things about my recent trip the other day but wanted to comment on the grand i stayed there on memorial day it's a nice place small rooms but nice i like all the features on the tv the lobby bar is good did not get to try the commissary, but the happy hour looks good. Should try it after dark. <laughs> right. <laughs> the casino is small, but nice dealers, very friendly. I wish it was a little more busy. I think they need something like a live band playing in the evening to get people in. I did not get to try the restaurants, but the Chinese restaurant looked good. I got my butt kicked on gambling, but had fun. Very modern, and I enjoyed. I will stay there again, most likely. I also heard you talk about Gold Spike. I went there last year right after it opened. It was nice. The bar had good beer on tap, but I have not gone back. I realize I'm above 30, so not their target market. It's a good idea, and I hope it works. Hope you enjoy your trip. Any thoughts on his on his email? Uh, Gold Spike, yes, I, I very much agree with him. I think it's a really cute idea, and for Zappos employees or anybody working down there, I think it's a really cute community concept, but mm-hmm. it's not for tourists. I don't think so. Right. I, th- I think it would it would be very, it would feel like you've kind of overrun the place, like going, oh fuck, here's the goddamn tourists coming. <laughs> I mean, that, that's that's the impression that I kind of got. I'm for. interested in your perspective on it, just because I have never been there. Well, the the thing about it is, it's literally just. There are parlor games everywhere. The reason why I don't think that I'm interested in in actually doing anything there is because when I'm in Vegas, I want to do things I can only do in Vegas. I can shoot pool at my fucking home. You know, I can I can play you know bags or fucking you know yeah in your backyard. Yeah, you can do all those things at home. Why would I go all the way to Vegas and then do them here? Yeah. So that's my thoughts. Yeah, it's cool. Cool. 
All right, that's going to do it for emails. We do have uh, some iTunes reviews. I'll take the first one. We've got one from Ree Coopers, April 9th review, titled Great Podcast, gave us five out of five stars. They wrote, it took me a little while to take to the show, but now I think it's the best Vegas podcast of the four different ones I listen to regularly. Thank you very much for that. Well, Ree Cooper says that it's fucking fact. Just yeah. put that out there, front street. Yeah. Right right out there. <laughs> the cock's coming. It's mm-hmm. coming right behind it, you. Uh, definitely. You're chasing it. <laughs> <laughs> Hot, hot pursuit. Right. <laughs> and our second iTunes review is Uncle Joe's June 12th review titled Math, Math, Math. Gave us five out of five stars. He writes, Blackjack's all about the math, math, math. Video poker less than max bet. We're just here to play the games. Love it. Great podcast. Thank you, sir. Yeah, that's cool. Told you we had some a shit ton of uh, listener feedback lately. Yeah, I, I feel like we're doing, we're doing a lot of catch-up with the feedback. We, yeah, we really are. It's awesome. I love any time we get feedback. I love hearing people's trip reports, their thoughts on our show, just all of it. It's great. Every time somebody listens to us, it makes me just wonder, like, why? I know. Do they not have anything better to do with their time? <laughs> <laughs> I'm really sorry for all of you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you make time for us. It's beyond me. I don't right. know why. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. All right. Well, that's going to do it for episode 137. Thank you all very much for listening, downloading every week that you stay with us. We really appreciate it. If you'd like to check out any of the stories that we referenced on today's show, you can do that on the blog. We've got links for everything on 360vegaspodcast.com. If you'd like to send us some feedback, again, we love we love getting it. So uh, you can send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. Help others find the show by reviewing us on iTunes. Good, bad, or indifferent. We'll read all reviews on the show. And we're also on social media. So if you'd like to find us on Twitter, Facebook, Google+, etc., you can find links to those on the blog as well. Any plans for the weekend? Uh, just uh, the, the weather's finally uh, become a little more stable here, so we're just enjoying some time by the pool, enjoying some time with each other as much as Karen travels. So, yeah, just a lot of uh, relaxing and enjoying one another's company. Fantastic. Well, you make sure you give the wife my, uh, my best. And, uh, yeah, and to all you listeners out there, we'll see you next week. Absolutely, at the live show. Looking forward to it. We'll see. Oh, you it's going to be fun. I can't wait. Absolutely. See you next week.